Well, uh, I wonder what are you hoping for this Christmas? Is there a particular gift uh, that you have your heart set on this year? Uh, before you get your hopes up too much, you might want to first have a wee check to see if you are on the naughty list. Uh, these days, that's actually very easy to do. Uh, you simply need to Google naughty list and it will take you to the website of the North Pole Government Department of Christmas Affairs. And there you can search for your name and you can check whether you are naughty or nice this year. Uh, the website says, and I quote, the Department of Christmas Affairs uses the global behavior tracking network and data mining technology to determine who will be in good favor come Christmas. Uh, I, I checked earlier, uh, and it appears that there are at least two family members who I don't need to be buying presents for this year. Uh, so if you're worried, you may wish to go and check later. But if you find yourself on the naughty list, don't worry. All is not lost. There is still time to turn it around before Christmas. The website goes on to say, being a really good person between now and Christmas is a fast-track alternative to the behavioral review system. Good deeds and genuine niceties will be detected by the department's global behavior tracking network and good vibes will be sent directly to the North Pole Record Center. So uh, whether you end up on the naughty or, or nice list this year, uh, it can actually be quite easy to approach God like that. Uh, to think that when it comes to God, what really matters at the end of the day is that we do enough to stay off the naughty list, that we are really good people, that good deeds and genuine niceties will make sure that we're in his good books. And if that's the case, then the message of Christmas and the life of Jesus really serves only one purpose, and that is to inspire us to live a good life as we follow Jesus' example. Few would dispute that, that Jesus was a model of compassion and love and lived an exemplary life. But if his life is just an example for us to follow, then it doesn't really matter too much whether or not he actually existed. It really doesn't matter if the Christmas story is true. We can still be inspired by the character of Jesus. But in the passage that was just read to us, Jesus is actually described in verse 2 as the eternal life. And that is an extraordinary statement. You see, John, the writer of this letter, is saying that Jesus doesn't just point to eternal life. No, he says that he is eternal life. And that it's through faith in him that we can experience that life as well. And that echoes a theme that we see running throughout the Bible, that a relationship with God, it isn't about earning our way into the, onto the nice list through our good deeds. It's about accepting the eternal life that God offers us in Jesus Christ. 
It's not about what we do. It's about what Jesus has done. And if that's true, if it's faith in Jesus that gives us eternal life, then it's absolutely crucial that the events of Christmas really happened. And that's exactly what this passage is keen to stress. Although it's not what you would maybe normally think about as a Christmas reading, there aren't any shepherds or angels or or wise men, this passage highlights the key points of the Christmas message. And there are three things that I would like us to see here. Three things that John highlights that tell us why Christmas is such good news, whether we're naughty or whether we're nice. And the first thing that we notice is that Christmas really happened. Notice verse 1, John's emphasis on the senses. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. Now, the author of this letter is the same person who wrote John's gospel. And a name that he commonly gives Jesus in his writings is the name, the word. So here in verse one, as he refers to the word of life, he's talking about Jesus. And notice what he says about him. John heard him. He saw him with his own eyes. He even touched him with his hands. John is saying that the message of Christmas, it isn't some fantasy. It's not some made-up story. No, it's a reality. It really happened in history. Just over 2,000 years ago, there really was a baby Jesus who really was born in Bethlehem and who grew up to say and to do the things that are written about him in the various gospel accounts. If you study the various accounts of Jesus' life that we have in the gospels, what you'll notice is that the writers repeatedly give very specific details of people and places. There wasn't really any data protection back then. And that meant that it would have enabled the first readers of the Gospels to track down those who were mentioned in those accounts and verify that these things actually happened. And if these things hadn't happened, then these accounts would never have made it out of the first century with any credibility. Jesus' life, death, and resurrection all took place in the presence of John and the other eyewitnesses. People who could testify that these things really did happen. And that's one of the things that makes Christmas such good news. If Christmas was just a made up fairy story, then we really would be on our own. It would be up to us to get ourselves on the nice list through our good deeds, to earn our way to God. But if John's eyewitness testimony is true, then Jesus has come to us. And it's when we realize who Jesus is that we can appreciate why that is such good news. And that brings us to the second thing I'd like us to see. Christmas is such good news because in Jesus, God really came. At the very beginning of his gospel, 
in chapter 1, verse 1, describing Jesus as the Word, John writes these words. He says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The extraordinary claim that John makes, and it's the claim at the very heart of the Christian faith, and it's the claim that's at the very heart of Christmas, is that Jesus, the Word, is God. And here in his letter, John explains, verse 2, that the word of life was made manifest. In other words, the message of Christmas is that God has entered our world in the person of his son, Jesus. And the reason that he did that was so that we can know him and experience the eternal life that he alone offers. That's what John says in verse 3 of the passage that we just read before I started talking, that which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Christmas tells us that God is not some impersonal force or a God who is distant, who, who, who remains distant and cannot be known. No, in Jesus, God became flesh and dwelt among us. And that means that if you want to know what God is like, well, then all you need to do is look at Jesus. Open one of the gospel accounts of his life and read what he said, what he did. See his love. See his compassion. See his humility, his wisdom, his power. There really is no other figure in the history of our world like Jesus. But if all we could do is know about Jesus, then it would still be up to us to get ourselves on the nice list. But the wonderful news of Christmas is that God didn't just come to us so that we could know about him. He came so that we could know him. Christmas tells us that God can be known. In Jesus Christ, we can enjoy a real personal relationship with our Creator. And it's when we enter into a relationship with Him that our joy is complete. And that's the third reason we see in this passage that makes Christmas such good news. John writes, verse 4, And we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. I wonder, what is it that brings joy to you at Christmas? Maybe it's spending time with family and friends, or Christmas parties, or, or watching your favorite Christmas movies. There's lots about this time of year that is joyful, and we should enjoy it. But in a few weeks' time, we will be switching off the lights and taking down the tinsel for another year. And we'll be still living in a world where there is so much that isn't joyful. Where we have to contend with the sadness of living in a world where there is war. And a cost of living crisis. And where we maybe have to live with strained relationships or the struggles of mental or physical illness. And the Bible says that the reason that we live in a world like that and we have to endure struggles like that, is because our world isn't as it should be. 
We aren't as we should be. We were made to enjoy God, to know Him personally, to experience the eternal life that He offers. But instead, we chose to do things our way, to reject Him. And and that's what the Bible is talking about when it talks about sin. And because of sin, our relationship with God is broken. And by ourselves, there are no amount of good deeds, no amount of genuine niceties that we could do to repair that damage. And if the extent of the good news of Christmas is just a few weeks of Christmas magic to stave off the reality of living in a broken world, then really there isn't all that much to be joyful about. But the joy that John is speaking about here, it's a different type of joy. It's not a joy that is fleeting. It's not a joy that depends on our circumstances. It's a joy that transcends our circumstances. It's a joy that tells us that though no amount of good deeds will get us to God, in Jesus Christ, God graciously came to us. And what makes our joy complete is recognizing that. Recognizing that we can't do it on our own. Recognizing that we can't be good enough. Recognizing that we need a Savior. And that that Savior is Jesus. This baby laid in a manger in Bethlehem all those years ago is the one who brings joy to our world. He's the one who offers a joy like no other this Christmas. And so can I encourage you this Christmas, if you haven't already, to accept him this Christmas. Accept the gift of salvation that he offers, the gift of eternal life, so that your joy will be complete. A joy that will still be with you long after the tinsel and the trees come down this year.